Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champaign Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is Ann Prislin with the League of Women Voters of Champaign County. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ann. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm very glad to be here. The League of Women Voters of Champaign County is one of the most active organizations committed to getting local citizens registered to vote. Tell me a little bit about the history of this organization and how it began. You know, I'm really glad you asked that question because three years ago, I would not have been able to answer it. I'm a relatively new member of the League, so I had to do some learning myself about the history. The League of Women Voters was actually founded in Chicago in 1920, six months before the 19th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was ratified, and that, of course, gave women the right to vote. Members who became part of the League had been working for a long time to make sure that women had the right to vote. So from the beginning, the League was designed to help women carry out their new responsibilities as voters and also to use that role in action to shape public policy. The League at the time and still today is a nonpartisan organization. The League does not support political candidates or parties, but we do encourage people to become political in the sense of becoming educated about public policy issues and being active advocates for the issues that they support. One really good example from not too long ago was the 1993 National Voter Registration Act, also known as the Motor Voter Bill. The League was one of the organizations instrumental in helping get that act passed. And what it did is it allows people to register to vote at the motor vehicle facility when they go to get their license or renew it. And I'm sure that I and many of your listeners registered to vote here in Champaign County just that way. You mentioned Champaign County and that it started in Chicago. So obviously we have a strong chapter here in the state of Illinois and locally. How do we connect with the League of Women Voters on a national level? There is a National League of Women Voters that's headquartered in Washington, in D.C. And then there is a League of Women Voters in almost every state. The Illinois League started about the same time that the national one did. So there's an Illinois State League, and there are about 40 local chapters in Illinois that are all part of the State League organization. The nearest to us are Coles County, McLean, Peoria, and Springfield. And in each of those cases, the league is a county organization. So our league represents the entirety of Champaign County. One of the things that the league does is coordinates live local candidate debates for local, state, and national elections. What has the league done or what is the league doing this year to provide nonpartisan information on primary candidates? And actually, that's one of our main missions is to do just that is to help voters know who's running for election, especially in non-presidential years, where it's very easy because we don't have national advertising for people not to be aware that a local or state election is actually coming up. So one of our priorities is to make sure that voters are informed. And let me tell you what the league has done and what we're planning to do this year. Many of your listeners may have attended a league forum. Those were in pre-COVID times, were done live at the Champaign City Building. 
These are not debates. They're called forums because only the candidates in contested primary races are invited to participate. And the candidates for a race will be on stage and asked questions, and each candidate is asked exactly the same questions. There are time limits, there's a moderator, and the forums were done in collaboration with the NAACP of Champaign County, the News Gazette, and Illinois Public Media. Because of COVID in the last couple of years, we've done those on Zoom, and we're glad to do that. However, this year we're gonna do something a little different for the primaries. Like many of the leagues in Illinois, instead of holding a forum for primary candidates in contested races, we're going to offer each candidate at the county level an opportunity to produce his or her own five minute video in response to a series of questions that are appropriate for each race. Any candidate is able to do that. In fact, we will also be offering the opportunity to candidates in uncontested races. Viewers will have a chance to look at any and all of these five minute videos starting about the middle of May. They're going to be posted on the County League's YouTube site. So if you go to our website, lwvchampaigncounty.org, scroll down to the bottom and click on YouTube, you'll be able to browse any or all of these videos. So that's one great source of nonpartisan candidate information. The second one I wanted to mention is the Champaign County, our own unique candidate guide. This candidate guide is nonpartisan. It was started a few years ago by a friend of ours named James Manrique. And James is the leader of an organization called Vote Champaign. James is now a member of the league's board, so we collaborate on this candidate guide. When you go to the candidate guide, you'll find information about federal, state, and county candidates in contested races. Links to their Facebook pages and websites, responses to questionnaires that James sends out to each of those candidates. And when those videos are made, they will also be posted on the candidate guide. You can get there very easily. The website is votechampaign, one word, .org. In addition, there are two more. Some of you who are News Gazette subscribers know that the Gazette is running issue discussions with some of the candidates. You may have seen those already. And there will be more, both on the print version and also online. And finally, Illinois Public Media, WILL, and the League, and I believe WAND, will be collaborating on some debates among Illinois 13 candidates, one debate for each party. I don't know the full details of that yet, nor the dates, but I'm sure it will be announced soon. I really encourage anyone to take a look at these nonpartisan sources because it's an excellent way to hear and see and read what the candidates have to say about the issues and help you all become a more informed voter. I just want to reiterate that you are a nonpartisan group and you offer all candidates the ability to make a five-minute video and to be in the guide. But are there instances where you don't hear back or they reject this offer or somebody doesn't participate and you just use the ones that are willing to participate? Well, actually, that does happen on occasion. 
If you go to the candidate guide right now, some candidates chose not to respond to the questionnaires that were sent out to every candidate who's featured in that guide. And hopefully they will between now and the election. And yes, sometimes candidates choose not to respond. And when we're doing forums or in the candidate guide, since we're only featuring contested races, you won't see the information from uncontested candidates in those locations. But you will, hopefully, in those five-minute videos, because all candidates for county offices have the opportunity to submit a video. Thank you for clarifying. Let's talk about voter registration drives. The League offers these, and you provide voter education in the local community, ensuring voting, of course, is as accessible as possible. Do these voter drives happen in parks or in libraries, or where exactly do these take place? The League offers a variety of voter registration and education sessions throughout the county. Yes, in parks, in libraries, online, at community events. You may have seen the League's table at Farmer's Market Days in Urbana or often at the Urbana Free Library. Last summer, if you attended the series of concerts sponsored by the Champaign County Forest Preserve District, you saw a League table. The League was a sponsor of those concerts, and we were there to provide information to voters and also register them. This spring, we're collaborating with several local community organizations. We collaborated with the Champaign Park District. Several of our members were at the Boneyard Creek cleanup, again, to help register voters. What they found is most of the people there were kids, unfortunately not able to vote yet, or adults, many of whom were registered, which is a wonderful thing. So we were able to provide information reminding them of their voting options. We're also going to be at a series of programs in May and June, including on Jetty Rose Day on June 15th. There are so many ways that people can register to vote, and you give them the tools to do it. Once they know how to do it, can you tell me the many ways people can get out and register? In Illinois, there are a wide variety of ways to register to vote. The first one is right now. You can register to vote using back to that Motor Voter Registration Act. There's a paper registration form that you can fill out to register to vote. It takes about three minutes to fill it out. And we do provide that at registration events through the end of May. You can also download one or request one from the county clerk's office. You can also register to vote online through the State Board of Elections. It's open 24-7 through June 12th. In order to do that, you'll need your Illinois driver's license or state ID and know the last four digits of your social security number. Finally, you can register to vote and vote on the very same day. It's called grace period in Illinois, and it's basically an extended opportunity for people to register to vote. That starts June 1st at Brookins Center and on other locations around the county on June 13th. So if you look at the county clerk's website, you'll see the kinds of identification documents you need to bring. Generally, it's your current ID and a piece of mail or something on your phone that shows your name and local address within the last 30 days. 
You can actually do that on election day, primary election day on June 28th. So you have lots of opportunities to register in advance of voting and also when you go to vote. One of the things you do is arrange mock elections for area youth. I love the idea of teaching kids the political process. Who is involved in this endeavor? Actually, that's encouraging youth civic engagement and voting is a very high priority for the league. In Champaign County, before COVID, mock elections were done in every presidential election year. Not in 2020, because of COVID, that did not happen that year. In the past, the collaboration has been between the Champaign County Clerk and Recorder's Office, the League, and local high schools. The County Clerk's Office provides the election equipment and a common ballot across all the schools participating. The League and the schools schedule things and provide volunteers to act as quote-unquote election judges during those voting sessions. But things have changed recently, and I think your listeners might want to know. Since the automatic voter registration in Illinois became law in 2017, providing that Illinois citizens can automatically register to vote, many students register to vote before they turn 18. Of course, they can't actually vote until they're 17, which again may be new news to some people. In Illinois, a person who is 17 is allowed to vote in the primary as long as that person will turn 18 by the date of the general election. And also, there have been changes to the election code in 2021 that require high schools to provide voter registration information to students and allow nonpartisan organizations to provide registration on site. So the combination of all these things means that a lot of students prior to graduation in their senior year are registered to vote, but they probably need to know more information. The youth team, which is part of the league called Youth Outreach and Civic Engagement, has implemented a student ambassador program. These are students in local high schools who want to take responsibility for voter registration and education at their schools. This spring, students from four high schools, Champaign Central, Unity in Tolono, the University Lab School and Urbana High School held voter registration and education events at each of their respective schools. Several of the students got very engaged and have also shown a great interest in serving as election judges, which would be a wonderful experience for them. The goal is to have a student ambassador program in every Champaign County high school. And I think the ambassadors will be a great way to extend civic education, and probably help with mock elections going forward. What if I have been voting since I was 18 years old, but I know that there have been so much redistricting happening out there, and you hear horror stories of people scrubbed from voting rolls for whatever reason. Do I have to double check and make sure that I'm registered? Is it something that everyone should do prior to the primary? So glad you asked that, because the definitive answer to that is absolutely. Everybody should check their voter registration to make sure that it's current at your current address. That's the important thing. And we all know typos happen. So you want to make sure that your voting record is accurate. Very easy way to do it. The best place to start is on the county clerk's website. Let me give you that website. It's Champaign County Clerk IL, all one word, Dot gov. 
When you get to that website, you'll see a choose menu in the upper right corner. You click on check my voter registration status. That's going to take you to your own personal voting information. You enter some information there. I believe it's your name and either your driver's license number or the last four of your social and up pops your entire voting information. So you can check to make sure your address is current. You can also check what are called voting districts. That's really important for those people whose districts may have changed. If you click on voting districts, it will tell you the races that you're going to be able to vote in. The two you really wanna check is your congressional representative district and your county board district, because those two may have changed. You can also on that site, you can see information to request a mail ballot. You can also, if you do vote by, by mail, this is the location where your ballot is tracked. So you'll know that you've requested it, that it's been sent out, and that it has been received by the county clerk's office. My advice is for everybody, whether you've been a longtime voter or not, to double check your voting information on the county clerk's website. Then you're sure it's accurate and that you're ready to go. The League organizes community forums on local, social, environmental, political issues. I know COVID has changed everything, but do these types of forums happen year-round or closer to election cycles? Are they still happening? It is year-round, and this is sort of one of the ironies of COVID, and I'm sure other organizations find this to be true, too. Sometimes the audience is actually bigger on a Zoom session than it would be if it were in person. Yes, you miss seeing the speaker in person, but you also have an opportunity to view a recording of that session. All of our sessions are recorded and posted on our YouTube site. We have right now a monthly series that we call Timely Topics, and these are open to the public. They deal with topics of interest to people locally, but these are also things that very often candidates have positions about. Recently, we did one on criminal justice reform. We have had Karen Sims, founding director of CU's Trauma and Resiliency Initiative, do a session. Julie Pride, CU Public Health. And we also recently had our own session about misinformation surrounding elections and how we can identify it and also combat it. So that series is, operates monthly throughout the year. Since 2019, the League has been working with a local organization, Alpha Kappa Alpha Epsilon Epsilon Omega Chapter, in a series of voter education, nonpartisan sessions. And we've done these pretty much monthly since early in 2020. Last year, we did a series called Protect Our Vote, where speakers came in and talked about the history of voting rights in this country and also specifically issues related to Illinois. This year, the series focuses on state, county, and local elections, and why voting in those elections matter. The first session we had featured community members talking about why they vote, and specifically why they vote in county and state elections. And the people who spoke were everybody from a brand new voter, age 18, up to people who have voted for many years. 
to hear their different reasons and their commitment to voting. The most recent session we had featured Tracy Parsons from the city of Champaign and Lamont Peppers from Urbana discussing gun violence prevention initiatives. They focused on root causes of gun violence and spoke very specifically about initiatives in Champaign and Urbana and how resources in those two cities would be used and how the effectiveness of any of the initiatives would be evaluated. As I said, these are all recorded and available on the League's YouTube site. So hopefully people will take advantage of the opportunity, if you missed it when it was on live, to go back and look at the recordings. That is a very glasses half full way to look at COVID is that you're able to reach more people. (laughs) According to the website, the League of Women Voters of Champaign County has the goal of, quote, helping ensure democracy through educating and supporting each citizen's political participation. Voter turnout for midterms, though, is really depressingly low. What type of outreach do you do to get people to realize how important even non-presidential elections are, possibly even more important? That is a significant issue, and it's not unique to Champaign County or even to Illinois. I'm sure part of it is driven by the fact that for non-presidential elections, we're not bombarded with the television and other media coverage and advertising, but we also can then not have a priority in our minds for these non-presidential elections. I've come to realize that The most important thing to do is to help people connect the issues that matter to them with the candidates that are up for election. And that connection doesn't always happen automatically. When you ask voters what issues they really are concerned about or care passionately about, in many cases, it's state, county, and local decisions that directly impact those issues and affect us on a daily basis. Whether your issue is road maintenance or the quality of K-12 education, or maybe mental health resources, or neighborhood safety, or lighting on my streets, or what are we doing about environmental impact in Champaign County, doesn't matter. When you stop to think about those issues, you see the actions of our local representatives affecting us on a daily basis, much more so than even what might happen on the national level. I think it's part of our responsibility is to help people make those connections between the issues that matter to them and what the current candidates are saying about those issues. Because it's all about the money, isn't it? It's the candidates we elect who decide the spending priorities and allocate the money. I want to make sure that the candidates I vote for in local and state elections are advocating and spending money on issues in the way that I would prefer to see it done. So I think that's the first step. We have multiple ways of getting our message out. We talked about nonpartisan candidate information and the questions or the information that people will see on our website or the candidate guide, that information does speak to the candidate's views on certain issues. We also have all of our community events, which aren't just for registration. They're providing election information. For example, we just made a handout that actually lists all the offices up for election in this cycle. 
And it's a lot. When you think about the federal, the state, and the county people that we will be electing through the primary and then, of course, the general election in November. In addition to the community events and the candidate information I mentioned, we're also reaching out in new ways. We've crafted a series of public service announcements that will be aired on local radio stations between now and the primary. And I hope people tune their ears in for that. These are brought to you by the League of Women Voters of Champaign County. The Champaign County Clerk's Office and the League also have produced a series of voting Q&As that are being shared through the News Gazette in print version and also online. Every voter has questions, from the newest voter to the voter who's been doing it for a long time. And these voting Q&As present nonpartisan, accurate information in response to voters' questions. They're also on our website, if anyone would like to look at all of them right there. We're doing radio interviews and, of course, this podcast to help get the word out, remind people how important it is to vote in the primary and also in the general election. If someone's listening and they want the League to get involved with their business or come to their school or do some kind of outreach, what is the best way for somebody to get in touch with you? Probably the best way is to email us. It's info at lwvchampaigncounty.org. Put in there that you'd like information about a voting event, and it'll get to the right people. That's our Voter Ready team, and we'll be glad to handle that. And once again, if you have it right there at your fingertips, what is the Champaign County Clerk website so we can check our voter registration? It's all one word, Champaign County Clerk IL. I have to ask, Anne, this is my question that I always have to ask something about your own personal voting history. We all say this is the most important election of our lifetime. We've been saying that every four years, every two years. In your history, I will ask you, what is the most indelible election? What was the most important election in your mind or that you were excited to vote in? And you don't have to tell us who you voted for, just the year and who were the candidates. Let me preface that by saying that a few years ago, I did a workshop for a class at Parkland College about the history of voting rights. And one of the things I said to them was, you know, I couldn't vote when I was in high school or college. And they all kind of looked at me. And one of them said, well, but women got the vote in 1920. Well, clearly I wasn't that old. I said, That's true. However, there was an age requirement. You had to be 21 to vote. That did not change until 1971 in the Nixon administration, largely because of the Vietnam War and the logic that if you were old enough to fight in a war, you're old enough to vote, had been mentioned many times. But it really came home to people, I think, during that time period. I had to wait until I was 21. But I would say the election that made the most impact on me, can I give you two? Sure. The first one was the presidential election of 2008. That was between Barack Obama and John McCain. I knew that election was going to have a very large voter turnout. I decided that time to volunteer as an election judge. I didn't want anyone not to be able to vote because the lines were too long. 
So I think that that became the most important election for me because I really started reading about the issues and the candidates. So that one became the one that I learned the most about. Interestingly, the key issues in that election were the economy because of the financial recession in 2008 and 9, healthcare because there were divergent views about how to make healthcare more available and affordable, and foreign policy, specifically the Iraq war, should the US be involved or not. And those issues sound very familiar today, don't they? And so I had to really pay attention to those issues. The other ones I wanted to mention actually were the two elections in 2018 and 2019, the midterm and the local. So I really paid attention to the issues and the candidates in those two elections. In fact, I actually, for the first time in my life, contacted candidates to ask them about their positions on certain issues affecting the city and the county. I felt that those elections became important to me because I actually started to be engaged with the issues and the candidates. And so that made me feel even more confident that my vote was going to matter. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Anne Prislin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here.